The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Clear skies outside. We've got 51 degrees this morning. Today marks the end of the declared public health emergency for COVID and with it the end of COVID vaccination mandates at the U.S. border. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more from Niagara Falls where it's cause for celebration. It's, you know, great um, news for all of us in the industry. John Percy of Destination Niagara. We were sort of depending on our domestic customers and, and we loved you know, our domestic customers because they kept us alive the last couple of years because they weren't really traveling abroad. Um, You know, there was such pent-up demand and such, you know, the thing called revenge travel, the revenge against the pandemic. Now, Percy says domestic travelers are heading abroad and Niagara's dependence on international travelers will soon return to normal. He does have one concern the U.S. should now address, visas. We still have visa problems and other things like that to worry with and in our governmental systems, but um, that's a worry is that the visa wait times in India can be upwards of six months to two years. And so um, those those encumber are, are really become an obstacle for uh, our traveling international friends. Forty-year-old Mayor Wayne Rudikoff says border security does remain an issue. Illegal crossings of the borders and what have you. But I know there's been a lot of work done on that, and there's a lot of work for the U.S. We have one border that we need to be concerned about. The United States has two borders, both of which are long and both of which um, have a lot of, of uh, people crossing legally and, unfortunately, uh, illegally. Rudikop says that lifting of vaccine restrictions should be beneficial for tourism in his community. Hear more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. It is a different story, though, on the southern border. The end of the emergency declaration also means the end of Title 42, an order that allowed authorities to swiftly expel migrants at U.S. land borders. With the expiration, stricter new policies being put in place that the White House will hope uh, limits the chaos at the border. Alex Stone has details on one new immigrations and customs enforcement plan. It's a plan that will initially apply to families who enter the country illegally and claim asylum who are heading to Newark, Baltimore, Washington, and Chicago when released into the U.S. for a follow-up interview or immigration court hearings. The heads of households will get an ankle monitoring bracelet put on them to track their movements and the family will be put under an 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. It comes amid another new rule, which will likely get challenged in court, allowing asylum only to those who have applied and failed to get refugee status in another country first. Alex Stone, EBC News. Well, back at home as we approach the one-year anniversary of the 514 top shooting, those directly connected to the incident are finding ways to cope with tragedy. WBEN's Max Ferry has more. Sometimes it's day-by-day how I feel. Sometimes, you know, I feel numb to it all. no, just as a way to protect myself and my feelings. Sometimes, you know, you know, you get teary-eyed about it, thinking about all the, all the memories that you have with your mother. No, you're not going to make any, any more new ones. Mark Telly's world was forever changed last May 14th. He lost his mother in a racially motivated mass shooting at the hands of an 18-year-old gunman at the Tops on Jefferson. As a way to channel his frustrations and get in a better headspace, he decided to put pen to paper. Uh, eventually, you know, the first... You know, the first couple of days to weeks, I was just jotting down uh, just random notes about, you know, how I felt as a way to express my emotion. 
Those words inspired him not only to get out and start volunteering, but to start his own non-for-profit organization, Agents for Advocacy. His organization then sponsored an author to come to Buffalo to talk about systemic racism, and that author, Jackie Abram, inspired Tally to put his thoughts into a book. And the book goes into detail regarding my mother and I's relationship, uh, the, how I felt after 514, uh, some of the trials and tribulations I had to go through during my 20s when I had a severe partial complex epilepsy and everything regarding the immediate aftermath of uh, stuff you have to deal with behind the scenes after, after the terrorist attack. 514, The Day the Devil Came to Buffalo, is available for pre-order now and will be available this Sunday on Amazon. My full interview with Mark is available to you at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, uh, thank you. With the Remembrance events coming up this weekend to mark one year, community activist Eva Doyle has a simple request for the community. Put on their porch lights to light their porch in memory of the 10 people who were killed and the three people who were injured. And, and in doing this, I hope to bring people together. We need to come together as a community. That's, that's my main focus and my main goal of this. Doyle said, if not a porch light, a battery-powered lantern or a string of white Christmas lights around your porch, anything to brighten things up over the weekend. A public meeting was held last night to unveil the final phase of a streets project that began in 2017 and had been in the works for many years before. The final phase of the Niagara Street Rehabilitation and Construction Project in the city of Buffalo is set to begin soon. About $7 million of funding is in place to turn Niagara from Porter to Hampshire from a four-lane road down to two lanes with new curbs, sidewalks, lighting, and ADA-compliant crossings. Construction set to begin in 2024. All right, so uh, look a lot like the rest of Niagara Street, kind of uh, matching it up right. there with the new block being done. Today's start at the two-day G7 finance meeting in Japan. The U.S. Treasury Secretary had planned on pushing an ambitious economic agenda. But now she'll have to spend much of her time trying to convince the group that the U.S. will not default on its debt. A battle in Washington has the world watching and concerned. At the G7 finance meeting in Japan, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen urging Congress to raise the debt ceiling because... A default is frankly unthinkable. The consequences? A default would threaten the gains that we've worked so hard to make over the past few years in our pandemic recovery. And it would spark a global downturn that would set us back much further. Yellen says the brinksmanship over the debt limit in and of itself can impose serious economic costs. Dave Packer, ABC News. Two popular streaming apps will be joining forces. If you're a fan of Hulu and Disney Plus content, later this year you'll be able to watch both on one app. That announcement from Disney CEO Bob Iger Wednesday as Disney, the parent company of ABC News, announced its second quarter earnings. Disney owns a majority share of Hulu and has full operational control of the streaming service. But Disney Plus and Hulu will also still be available separately. The combined app, along with details and pricing, will roll out later this year. That's Jason Nathanson. All right, so you can still have them separate, but you can have them together. I don't get I it. I want to know what the price structure yeah, is. Yeah, I, I just, it's too much to wrap your head around. I kind of like them separate, if I'm being honest. I like. Right. There's just some things it's easier to compartmentalize right. in your head where things are. I don't know. If one app's too big of a mess, I don't like it. Oilers beat the Golden Knights last night 4-1. to one. David in the slot. Nugent Hopkins steps it home. And there's his first playoff. 
Edmonton lead in game four. That series tied at two games apiece now, and Toronto able to win a game in Florida and avoid a sweep. They won 2-1 to one last night to force a game five. Not many teams have come back from being down three. No. Nothing. Very rare to do. Right. Um, you never know. Right. <laughs> Toronto's pretty good, so uh, we'll see what happens. The exclusive WBN Summer Weather Forecast calls for an ample amount of sunshine here for your Thursday from hilltop to lakeshore. I call this case of Goldilocks weather. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. The high temperature in the upper 60s along the shoreline. We should be into the low 70s inland. Tonight brings patchy clouds and starlight. Temperatures will be dropping back into the mid-50s. It's partly to mostly sunny for your Friday and warm. The high temperature into the low 70s near Lake Erie. It'll be closer to 80 inland. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Elizabeth Carey with the AAA of Western New York is joining us this morning. We're counting down the hours until the Bills schedule release. It comes out by the NFL tonight at 8. And Elizabeth, this really triggers a lot of vacation planning, doesn't it? No, it sure does. Good morning. Yeah, I keep seeing more and more people, even on social media, on Facebook, saying, where are you going? And, and we're here. They're going to be playing in Miami. Let's go. Or we want to go to London. And people are already talking about it and making some plans. The um, schedule complicated this year, right, by a trip to London. Uh, It's happened before, not unprecedented, but something that doesn't come around all that often and is a great excuse for a lot of people in Western New York to go overseas. What's the interest level in that, and how much more complicated is making that trip than making your typical Bills trip? Well, they're two completely different things when you think about it, besides hopping in the car and maybe driving to the New York Jets game compared to going across the pond in London. But uh, people are so excited about this opportunity in London. And if you think about the numbers, so international travel with AAA up 200% compared to last year. And London tops the list, interest up 300% compared to last year. So even before this was announced, this is a bucket list destination. People want to get to London. Uh, We just had a group there for the King's Coronation. Uh, People are really excited about London. So to be able to go there, uh, have that bucket list opportunity, and see the Bills play there, it's something that a lot of Bills fans are going to want to do. I was going to think here, after hearing what you said about the demand to get over there, if people are thinking of going, they should move quickly on this. They really should. I mean, airfare is not going down anytime soon. So right now, if you're looking at flights like Buffalo to London, um, $800, $900, depending on what dates you want to go. Um, If you go on to Toronto, more like $700. Um, Sometimes even under $700. This is round trip uh, if you're flexible with your date. So there's different opportunities there. If you fly out of Buffalo, you'll have to go through a city like New York or Philadelphia on the way over. But if you go and drive up to Toronto and park there, you'll have a direct flight over. So there's options there, but it doesn't look like airfare is going to be coming down anytime soon. I mean, October's a little ways off, but we're recommending to people grab these flights because there's going to be high demand. And we're seeing people book international trips well into 2025 right now. So I'd snatch up that airfare if you see it. Uh, it was not that long ago we were talking about international airfare being, you know, cheaper than a flight domestically in some cases. Uh, is that all over? Yeah, I remember those days. So now um, no one wanted to travel internationally. Not no one, but, you know, the majority of people were still sticking to the U.S., Caribbean-type areas. Um, and the international travel was the slowest to return. But all of that changed this year. People are looking to go, you know, as soon as they change the vaccination requirements and different entry requirements, 
uh, people were like, we're back. We're going back. We're going uh, international again. So, yeah, that's changed. And now those international flights are way up. And, you know, we've been hearing, too, about a big backlog this year, especially in getting passports renewed. So if that's something that, you know, is coming due for somebody, they really need to jump ahead on that. Yeah, if you don't have a passport, we're recommending uh, three months to get a passport because there's a big delay. There's a backlog of applications. So you don't want to have that hold up the trip. So no matter what you're planning to go for, the bills or anything else, get that passport. And if your passport is up for renewal, some destinations won't take it if it's set to expire within six months. So think about that, too. So if you have a passport, check that date on there and get that renewal in the works, too. Hmm. All right. Uh, so that's interesting. Other trips, though, I mean, it's not just London we're talking about, but all across the country. Are there like hot markets this year when you look at the schedule? I know L.A.'s on there again. Yeah, L.A. is always a big draw. And you know, that kind of started, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and when we had the season, uh, you know, the, the NFL opener there for the Bills. So uh, people love to go across the country. Again, a bucket list. Not everyone goes to L.A., you know, on a regular basis. So to be able to go there see all the sites and the valve sightseeing and go see the game. Um, but another favorite, Miami, you know, that's always a favorite. There's so many flights to Fort Lauderdale or Miami out of Buffalo and hotels available. It makes it affordable. People get to warm up at the same time. And, you know, people saw all that video, the fans cheering on the team from the elbow room in Fort Lauderdale. So um, that kind of drives a lot of the excitement, too. Uh, Kansas City has been, uh, in recent years, a pretty popular destination for Bills fans, right? Yeah, due to that little rivalry we got going on there. So uh, people like to go and cheer on, on the Bills no matter where they're playing, but especially in a place like Kansas City. Now, if people wanted to drive there, it's 971 miles from Highmark Stadium to Arrowhead Stadium. So it's an option, but it's going to take you about 15 hours to get there. Flights are pretty reasonable. Um, and, you know, those are domestic flights, so they're going to be cheaper than, of course, going across over to, to London. But, um, you know, driving is so economical which costs you about 142 dollars in gas to get there and if you have a, several fans in the car you split that up uh, you know and it's a pretty good bargain that's a long drive count me out yeah. Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but you know you bring up kansas city it has me thinking when people are making that decision all right i, I want to go uh, to a bills game i want to go out somewhere i would love to go to kansas city it's a great game but, you know, I don't know about going to the stadium there. It's a lot like Buffalo. You have to drive maybe to the stadium from wherever you're staying that might be closer to the city. All these things kind of come into play, don't they, when you're deciding where or if to go somewhere? Yeah, there's a lot to figure out. Uh, you know, do I pay a little more and stay near a stadium or do I pay, uh, you know, save some money? stay farther away, but then I have to get transportation to the stadium. So AAA is working on a few group trips. We don't have anything in concrete yet. It's been hard because um, there's so much demand for travel. We even have to have, take our time to make sure that we have enough accommodations and, and flights and everything for everyone. But we're looking at London and we're looking at some uh, U.S. Uh, games as well. So hopefully more to come on that. That makes it easier on people because the, the plans are laid out for you. But I know a lot of people are anxious and they're looking to get a trip on the books. You know, when you look at the away games, though, I'm thinking like four of them are definitely not too bad for driving to locations. Philadelphia, um, Miami, sorry, Philadelphia, Jets, New England and uh, Cincinnati, too. Yeah, yeah. And those are all fun destinations. I mean, last year, um, AAA ran a motor coach uh, to the New York Jets game. It sold out instantaneously and people loved it. And it didn't even have a hotel room. It was just motor coach there. 
lunch, go to the game, and motor coach back. <laughs> and, and people lined up for it. So um, if, if there's an opportunity for people to get there, they want to go. And like these fans have been so excited in recent years, um, really since the pandemic opened back up again after that season when all we could do was watch it virtually, uh, to extremely excited about going to cheer on the team on the road and be there for those away games. And you're kidding me. There weren't a lot of fans, you know, wanting to travel around to follow the Bills in 2009. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, you never know. There are always some diehards. But <laughs> lately it's become like that social media effect uh, works on it, too. People say, oh, so-and-so is going. Well, I want to be there, too. Is this something I could do? Like some people might think, hmm. London. I never even crossed my mind to go all the way over there. It's far, you know. And then some people say, oh, they're going. Well, I could do this. I've seen people saying, you know what, while we're there, we're going to go visit family in Ireland or we're going to go and see something else in in Europe while we're there. So um, people are extending that trip as well. Elizabeth, great stuff. Thanks. Uh, Everybody's excited for the release tonight. Thank you very much. That's Elizabeth Carey from the AAA of Western New York. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.